0: episode of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. Getting a little late start tonight because uh, internet crapped out on me. I had to restart the router twice.
1: As I was saying to you before we started, all routers are good for at least one to two days a year where they just decide, you know what, we're going to take a little break. And it's
0: usually when you really need internet. Everything's been fine up until the minute we were... I started the Zoom call, I saw Derek pop in, and all of a sudden, boom, everything crashed. I'm like, oh, God, here we go.
1: Yeah, when I saw it, it said, you know, the host is... Waiting for the host to let you in and i just kept waiting and then i'm like did he decide he's just going to do a solo show? He's like screw you, Derek. I'm taking over.
0: Uh so it'll be a little bit shorter tonight. We're going to cut out uh this month of video game history. Uh coming up uh next week is your big uh um your big uh debut of Premiere? The feature.
1: Yep, this uh this upcoming Saturday. So um yeah, tickets are on sale. Uh, just go to facebook.com slash the feature movie. Uh, I will say for those who are local to Pensacola, you have to buy them online. We're not going to be selling them at the venue. They have to be purchased online. So if you're thinking of waiting until you know the day of, you still can, but you still got to do it online.
0: Yeah. Uh, And go back and listen to last week's episode of Open Micers at Open Micers on Twitter. We had Derek on the show, and I'll be honest, that was one of the most fun episodes we've ever done.
1: I feel like I just laugh most of the time, (laughs) but it was fun. It was a lot of fun.
0: We looked up a lot of things on Google that we didn't know existed and wish I didn't.
1: (laughs) It's, yeah... Well, I guess you could classify it as an educational show Maybe not in a good way, but an yeah, educational show nonetheless We learned
0: some stuff, so go over there and listen to yeah. it Find out for yourself, and just let just to know, uh, not for the kids Don't let the kids no, listen
1: to it <laughs> No, 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 no
0: but, uh, but we got a few news bits to get to tonight Are you ready to jump into the news?
1: Yes, yeah, some good stuff to talk about
0: Here we go Stories were submitted to us by mr. RMS Jackson if you had a story you'd like us to cover oh wait I don't know if he sent us any he did, probably did send us some of these uh, we were we were a little light on news this week in the uh, the emails so you guys sent us some send us some news stories at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com and a big thank you to Joey Image TV for the subscription with prime yeah on Twitch right we've now. hit the thank big you. time yeah thank you sir uh, this first story is from Uh, What is this? TimeExtension.com. I've never heard of this site before. But uh, Square's lost SNES title, Treasure Conflicts, gets translated into English. A 1996 SquareSoft title, which launched on the long-defunct Satellaview service? Never heard of that. Has finally been translated into English. Treasure Conflicts is a Mode 7 aerial combat adventure with RPG elements. The player can converse with various NPCs in order to find the location of valuable items. As the Satellaview service was never released outside of Japan, maybe that's why, never heard of it, Treasure Conflicts has never been officially released in the West. Um, They were downloaded to the user's console via a satellite broadcast rather than on a physical cartridge. Kind of sounds like what Sega was doing with the Sega Channel back in the day. They just never tried to do it here in America with the Super Nintendo.
1: You want to know how I know this is straight from the 90s? The fact that conflicts was spelled with an X.
0: Yeah, everything was with it, an X.
1: <laughs> everything was with an X or a Z, something like that. Everything had to be spelled in a weird way. Um, yeah, I've never heard of Satellaview up until this point, but yeah, I, I do remember the Sega channel. It makes me think of, you know, when satellite TV really started to break out and we found all these different channels that would be dedicated to certain topics like you'd have you know the e-channel for entertainment news i always wanted like a video game style channel where you'd have like different talk shows do like people playing nintendo games have like special announcements that would have been really fun
0: and i just got forwarded some late breaking news from mrs angelina milano Uh, from today.com universal to open family friendly theme park in Texas. Universal parks and resorts has revealed a plan to open a new family friendly theme park in Frisco theme park in Frisco, Texas. Uh, universal announced initial details for the theme park, which has not been named in a press release. They described the park as unlike any other in the world and said it will include themed lands that celebrate fan favorite characters from universal projects. Wonder if they're gonna do a Super Mario World there too. That'd be a lot oh. closer than having to go to California.
1: Well, we'll we'll get to the California one in a second, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean we we've got a while to wait for for Orlando, but yeah, if they opened one in Texas, that would be awesome. That's not
0: bad. I like it.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Uh from NintendoLife.com, the Simpsons hit and run soundtrack is out now on Spotify and Apple Music. There have been a number of stories over the years about possibly reviving The Simpsons' hit-and-run, a Grand Theft Auto-like title set in the fictional town of Springfield. While we don't seem to be any closer to a comeback, it seems the game's soundtrack was actually uploaded to services like Spotify and Apple Music recently. While the news is circulating again now, it seems this upload originally took place a number of months ago. Unsurprisingly, it's got some wondering if the game might return in the near future. Back in 2021, Matt Selman, an individual who worked on the animated show since 1997, mentioned how he would love to see Hit and Run revive, but said it would be complicated to bring back. So I never played Hit and Run. I remember it being like a cult classic back in the day. And it's cool that they, they released the soundtrack, but I'd much rather them re-release the game because I'd, I'd want a chance to play it.
0: Yeah, I played Hit and Run back in the day. I thought it was really fun, um, but I don't know how well it would do these days because, you know, The Simpsons is still on, but it's not really as culturally relevant as it was back in 1997 when it was released the first time. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, The Simpsons, I, I use the comparison with Ninja Turtles a lot. Like, people forget how huge The Simpsons were. Back in the 90s, you know, and I still I know it started, I think, before then, but Simpsons were everywhere. They were in syndication constantly. They're still making new shows, you know, 30 years later. Yeah, it, it's it's insane. But yeah, Simpsons, I remember I used to have a, a Simpsons cassette tape and it was called the Simpsons sing the blues. I remember And I that. actually <laughs> I actually heard one of the uh, the songs from it on um, XM radio the other day, and I'm like, man, I haven't heard this song since I was, like, 9 or 10 years
0: old. What year did but, Simpsons Hit and Run come out? Do you know, offhand? Uh,
1: I do not. Uh, let's see. Let's
0: see. Uh, 2003 run. it came out, so 20 years ago. Damn.
1: Uh, let's see the exact date. Uh, September sixteenth, two 2003 wow. in North America.
0: Yeah, I think I play. I might have played it either on Xbox or, or PlayStation Two at that time, because uh, my roommate had the PlayStation Two. I had an Xbox, and uh, I don't remember. I might have played it on the original Xbox, but I do. I do remember playing it. I rented it a few times, and I love the game. I'd love to play an updated version of it, but like I said, I don't know how well it would do now if they were It'd to re- release it. It'd be
1: fun if we could find a. Uh a copy of it for a reasonable price and uh okay. do a review for it around the the twenty year anniversary of the game.
0: Not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh from comicbook.com, popular N64 game reportedly finally being re-released this month. One of the mo- best and most popular N64 games is reportedly being re-released very soon, uh by the end of the month. Uh let's see while well, P this the NXbox leaker that goes by E X T A S ones s I guess. On Twitter, sure. claims the game is releasing in late January. Um, let's see, what game is it? Does it say? <laughs> I'm trying to skim here. I looked at this earlier, but uh, former more games more finally remember mom or era. To this end, let's see the leaker in question. Uh, back in September and hasn't changed. Uh. All right, what game is it? It's it's Goldeneye. <laughs> is it? Mm-hmm. I thought they yeah, were there's... just comparing it to Goldeneye. Let's
1: see. Yeah, the the trailer is, uh, or the, the gif on the article is for oh, Goldeneye.
0: I'm completely backwards on it. All right, let me start this over again. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so discombobulated because of the whole internet thing. All good. All right. Uh, while the PS1 sold way more than the N64, who could argue, argue the former had more games that are more fondly remembered in the modern era? And not many are more fondly remembered from this era of Nintendo gaming than GoldenEye. Um, it will be released at, uh, in late January uh, by x who claimed that the game is releasing. Uh, the tweet in question isn't definitive of this proclamation because it's very vague, but it's unclear what the other inc- implications there there could be. Uh, there's no mention of this being related to an Xbox event that is set to go down on January 25th, but as the two are related, Xbox is bringing the re-release to the market with Rare, one of its developers, and with, with the collaboration of Nintendo, who published the original N64 game. Uh, it was announced back in September, but with no date. Um, so what do you think? Do you think they're going to drop it on uh, this uh, uh, Xbox event they're going to have on the 25th?
1: I think that'd be very smart to do.
0: I wouldn't I... like to play it again, but I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I think we might be looking at that game with rose-colored glasses, though. I
1: So I reviewed this game like a year or two ago for, for the show, maybe even longer. I've reviewed it at some point. And I remember thinking that exact same thing. Like, I still appreciate it for what it is because it did lay the foundation for games like Halo and other like great multiplayer games we got later on where it suffers is the graphics. But I mean, that's most, if not all in 64 games, but I still appreciate GoldenEye for what it is. Like, I still think it's I think it's one of the most important games of all
0: time but does it still play well with that one analog stick, or is it... I don't know.
1: Only one way to find out.
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I I mean, I would love to play an updated version of that game, but with dual thumbsticks, (laughs) that would just be... I don't know. I don't want to play a a shooter these days with one analog stick.
1: It does say here the original experience has been updated with improved control options, including dual analog stick support. Ooh,
0: now that I like.
1: A native 16 by 9 resolution up to 4K, a consistent refresh rate, and a full complement of achievements to unlock.
0: Now, I do like that.
1: So, we'll see.
0: I like the sound of that.
1: Yeah. I'm down for it. Okay, so this I've been waiting to talk about ever <laughs> since you put this in the in the Google Doc. From IGN Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh your trip to Mushroom Kingdom can begin as early as February 17th, 2023. IGN was able to attend Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Hollywood ahead of its official opening and we're thrilled to share with you a few quick glimpses of the new land's Mario-themed food, decorations, surprises, and more we will have much more coverage of Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Hollywood on the way before it opens on February 17th but there is a slideshow of 50 photos of the food you can get some of the attractions the overall look of the park and i will say this i would probably get a little emotional the first <laughs> time i would walk in Super Nintendo World because like that's that was my escape was mario and zelda as a kid so to essentially walk in and have a because even back as a kid i thought what if there was a nintendo themed park Mm -hmm. and for that to finally come to fruition would be it's really cool i think the park it's probably going to be a little small from what i've seen and i know the one in japan is pretty small Mm -hmm. but they can always add to it later but i think it will be a good start like there's going to be a mario kart attraction which i think is perfect the inside of bowser's castle with the giant bowser statue mm-hmm. looks awesome the i like the marketing with the food like there's a there are two different burgers, one's a Mario burger and one's a Luigi burger, and they each have the little mustaches on the top of the bun with a, a toothpick with their hats on them.
0: Yeah, I was looking it's, through it's, the, the images yesterday, and I was like, man, I really just want to go so I can try all these little food treat things that they have.
1: They have uh, stars made out of Parmesan cheese.
0: Oh, yeah. This looks really cool. That looks so good.
1: I know it does. And of course, you know, they, they got to have the, the spaghetti and meatballs for, uh, for the Italian plumbers. Uh, but how much do you think the merchandise is going to sell out when this place opens?
0: Oh, God. <laughs> um, I, I would love to be the t-shirt maker for this place because you're going to make quite a bit of money off of the, the t-shirt merchandise yep. alone. But uh, I don't know. I think they're going to make a ton of money off merchandise. In the mm-hmm. park.
1: I know Samantha and I have talked about going back to California maybe sometime this year. If we do, you can bet I will be going to Super Nintendo <laughs> World.
0: Yeah, Joey in the chat room says, Super Spaghetti and Meatballs, $35 probably. <laughs> I, I would not doubt that a bit.
1: Yeah, that's, that's probably not
0: too far off. And he says, it's obviously not the same, but there's some amazing Super Mario Worlds in VR insane walking through it all. I would love to take a look at that. Yeah, me too. I haven't done much VR. That'd I need, awesome. to, need to get on that. Wish I had some money for like the, the new Oculus that they're coming out with. Yeah, same.
1: But if I do end up going sometime this year, I'll do some. Uh, I'll shoot some video and post it on the NCR Twitter.
0: That'd be awesome. Wish we could go together.
1: Uh, we should get media passes.
0: Yeah, we should. Uh, Wally sent us the link. We need to fill that out and, uh, and do that. See if they'll send yeah. us some passes. Because if they Why, did, I would be, I would die. Oh, I would, too. I'd book my flight that night. <laughs> and uh, our last story is from IGN.com. And uh, I Am The Rampage sent us this on, uh, uh, in the Discord. Uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge is on mobile as a Netflix exclusive. Months after its console and PC release, beat 'em up TMNT Shredder's Revenge is the latest game to head to mobile for Netflix subscribers. Netflix announced the game's arrival on mobile with a trailer. According to Netflix's in-app description, the mobile port still features controller support and online multiplayer gameplay. So I think my prediction of Netflix gaming being a thing is starting to come true, and Wally's going to have to eat some crow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, just send him a big plate of it <laughs> at some mm-hmm. point. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little surprised by this like I, I know you've talked about it before And I guess it's something I haven't really thought about so when when you put this in the Google Doc and I saw the headline I'm like well, wait wait what and I read it mm-hmm. and I was like huh that's I mean it's a it's a good game to
0: put on there I mean Shredder's Revenge is a great game it's a great game I don't know if I'd want to play it on mobile though I mean maybe with a controller hooked up to it maybe
1: no but I mean it's a great game to I think gauge interest yeah. To see if it would be there.
0: But I mean, if they're doing stuff like this, dude, I'm telling you, Netflix gaming's gonna be a thing in a few in a couple of years. I'm telling you.
1: I mean, I think they gotta do something because they've they've really fallen I know they still do well, but I feel like Disney Plus and other streaming services are now ahead of Netflix. Yeah. Which by the way, have you watched the first episode of The Last of Us?
0: I've watched the first thirty minutes. I have to finish watching it tonight. Oh it is it's it's shot for shot just like the game for the first 30 minutes.
1: It is and I'm I'm going to hold off on judgment until the entire series has ended. But what a great start. Oh yeah. That episode was so good. Like I was hooked from the the moment that it started because yeah, you're right. It, it reminded me so much of the game. Mhm.
0: But now, who, it works, and who doesn't love Pedro Pascal, man? I just want to be that guy's friend. Little,
1: <laughs> little disappointed that he didn't say this is the way. Yeah, but I, I'll, I'll give him a pass.
0: Uh, and Joey says, oh, um, uh, for the the um, media passes, uh, he's with us too. We'll, we'll add him as a producer. Yeah,
1: he's, yeah, he's our <laughs> producer.
0: Yeah, well, that'd be a nice little trip, man, dude. I would love that.
1: Oh, I'd, yeah, that'd be sick. How much fun
0: would we have if we were in Super Mario World together? Oh, that'd be awesome.
1: I wouldn't come back. I
0: don't think I would either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, since we're running a little bit late tonight, we are going to skip this month of video game history. I got to get my head on straight because everything was all crazy trying to get the show started tonight. But before we go into the review tonight, Derek has some shout outs.
1: As always, we'd like to shout out our awesome patrons over at Patreon.com for supporting us, keeping the lights on for us here at the show. We want to shout out John West, Daniel Salmon, Tyler Watson, Axblade07, Armez Jackson, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. Rampage, Rampage. Rampage, Steph Sargent Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon. Mr. Joey Image, who we just talked about and of course Mama Diamond herself. Mama Diamond. D- Donna Diamond. Thank you all so much for your continued contributions to keeping the lights on for us here at the show. Um of course, you know, we are still a, a bit short of the $50 goal for our uh, commentary tracks that we've done such as the Super Mario Brothers movie, Transformers the movie, um Double Dragon, which is one of my favorites even though the movie was uh series like batman x-men darkwing duck gargoyles the 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 catalog is near endless of what we've done and we want to add more to it. There's still so many movies and shows that we could do commentary tracks for, but you got to get us back up to that $50 level and if you want to do so, just head over to patreoncom retro And for new patrons, be sure to send us your social media information whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or your email so we can give you a proper shout out.
0: Oh, and don't forget you guys, I'm giving away the uh, the VHS for uh Uh, Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Right tonight, right after the review. Are you a coffee lover? Do you sometimes need that little extra boost for some all-night gaming sessions? Well, you should head over to brezcoffeeco.com. They have so many different flavors of coffee. doesn't matter what type of coffee you like. They got you covered. Try the Good for Gaming Roast or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate-flavored roast. Not to mention... They keep their seasonal flavors all year long, like the Fall Spice or the Sweet Tooth. They can even add flavors to your coffee. So whatever you need, head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use the code NCR for 10% off of your order. And tonight, Derek is going to be talking about... Music for this game.
1: You can just keep that track playing for the rest <laughs> of the episode, and I will not complain about it. So, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I was, I was having a little bit of a dilemma on what to review for this week, just because as we mentioned on last week's show, both Jason and I have been pretty busy during the week and throughout the weekends. Um, I had to travel up to Huntsville this past weekend um, to attend my cousin's wedding, so I didn't have as much time as I would have liked. But there has been one game for the Sega Genesis, and it's on the Sega Genesis Mini, that's intrigued me because of the look of it, and I watched a little bit of gameplay, and that is what I will be reviewing tonight. Wonder Boy in Monster World, which is, uh, as I mentioned, it's a, for some reason, the, there we go, the... Link wasn't opening. Uh, known in Japan as Wonder Boy 5 Monster World 3 is a side-scrolling action role-playing game originally developed by Westone and published by Sega for the Mega Drive slash Genesis in 1991. And that's what threw me off in the beginning, that it's actually the fifth game in the series.
0: And I'm like, what happened to 1 through 4? This, this is some What's... Final Fantasy numbering right here. I, I,
1: I know. It's like, what, what did... What did the first game come out on? Was it on like the Atari? Was it on the Commodore? <laughs> what 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 was it for? Like that that really threw me off. But but the look of it intrigued me because I, I am a big fan of those platforming games from the early to mid-90s. So I fired up the game and instantly I thought of a game that you and I both did a dual review of, Agalos, uh-huh. which is like a side-scrolling platformer similar to like a Zelda 2 um but but better yeah that was so the thing i
0: noticed i looked at some gameplay on youtube and the first thing that popped in my head was this looks exactly like agalos
1: so i thought okay well that that's this might have been one of the inspirations for agalos Probably. down to down to the gameplay to the music even the art style looks very very mm-hmm. similar to agalos so i'm thinking okay well this this is off to a good start and i will say i don't hate this game but it's not particularly like my my favorite platformer rpg that i've played there were a couple of things about the game that surprised me when you think of these like action rpg type games even the side scroller ones they're very storyline driven a- and there wasn't any heavy dialogue moments which surprised me because it's like you get Just enough dialogue to move the story along, but it's much more about the action as opposed to the storyline, which I thought was very interesting. Um, The gameplay is very simple. It plays similar to Agalos. You have your basic um, sword attack. You do get um, upgradable weapons, like you get a spear and you get other weapons as you progress through the game. You have uh, your weapon. You have uh, magic spells that you can learn, and then you have um, items that you can use uh, to help you progress through the game. So you can equip two items at a time, and what you have to do is, so the Sega Genesis controller has three buttons. Uh, Button two is your I think your attack button. Three is your jump. But one, it seems like doesn't really do anything, But so what you have to do is say if you want to cast a magic spell, you have to, you can equip it to either the left or the right um, D-pad um, symbol you have to hold down the the one button and then hit left or right, whichever button you have it equipped to, and then you use like your fire spell, which I didn't know about because I didn't use a walkthrough in the beginning, so I'm like, how do I use this spell? and then I just did it by accident, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay, so that was a little confusing yeah um same same thing with you know items, so like early in the game. Um, the first level you have to go through is this cave where all these monsters are coming out. Like, the story of the game is um, you have to fight through all these monsters that have invaded, ironically, Monster World. And it's funny because the game starts out as, Monster World was such a peaceful place (laughs) until this happened. I'm like, what kind of a peaceful place is Monster World? Like, what? That's... It it was interesting, anyway. Um, So what you basically have to do is you go through this cave at the beginning of the game. And there are these three doors that are sealed by a spell. And you have to play a musical instrument in a certain way to unlock the doors. Guess what the musical instrument is that you have to use? Let me say, Ocarina? Ocarina. Yeah. So when I saw (laughs) that, I'm like, huh. Well,
0: I was just thinking, like, looking at the gameplay of this and hearing your description of it, it seems like they tried to improve... What Legend of Zelda Two or, or, or Adventure of Link was, mm-hmm. but I, I I don't know I, I'm just Agalos did it great that they did it in a way where I really enjoyed it, but this sounds like uh, like a little too close to Zelda, especially with the ocarina. But at the same time, I, I don't know. It just without the dialogue, it seems like they kind of flipped it because I feel like Legend of Zelda Two was too heavy on the dialogue and, and relied too heavily on that and the, and the action wasn't that great. I don't know. I I'd have but, I'd have to give this a try but mm.
1: so Agalos found that happy medium. Yes. Where you had just enough dialogue where you got enough story out of it, but you weren't so like heavily driven on it and you would go back to fighting your enemies and you had, you know, the cool boss fights and everything that we talked about but it's literally like so you find the ocarina and then you have to take it to this girl in the the village next to the cave cuz she's the one who lost it and it's literally like oh great you found the ocarina here here's the song you use to open door 1 and then you play it good here's the song for door number 2 and then you have to like write down mm. the 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 number of se- like sequence that you said it cuz it's like b c a blah 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 and you have to I I looked it up
0: online. I'm just going to say it. That sounds like a pain in the ass. (laughs) Oh, it is. It really
1: is. And I'm like, well, when I learned the first song, I'm like, okay, so I'll just use this song and I'll open up all the doors. But like, oh, nope, you have to learn two. It wasn't that either. You had to learn three. So I'm like. Let me just look up a walkthrough, and then I found the I found the sequence
0: and got through the how do we the make castle av- that way. How do we make Adventure of Link even more aggravating?
1: <laughs> That's what I'm like. At least Adventure of Link didn't have anything like this. There, there's. I don't hate everything about this game though. Like it's it's simple to jump into. Like it's not that hard to learn the mechanics of it. Minus how to use your spells and your items. But the fights throughout the game, even the boss fights, are a little too easy in my mind. So like I, I'm wondering if this was maybe made with a younger audience in mind. Because I I skimmed through and I haven't beat the game, but I got through a pretty good portion of it in like a day. Yeah. Like I, I played it, you know, a pretty decent amount yesterday and some today, and was just like It's not the worst game I've played, but I've definitely played better. And maybe it's one of those that, you know, we talk about the sentimental value of games. Maybe if I grew up with it, I would have liked it more. But my my thought five minutes into the game was like Agalos did it better.
0: Yeah. Well, you got to remember, too. This was what? Nineteen ninety. Ninety. Wait, when did this come out? Nineteen ninety one. Yeah, Uh, yeah, and then February in North America, 92. Uh, You gotta, I mean, give it a little leeway for that, but at the same time, you know, Sega was, uh, and they actually just did this on um, the Play Retro show where they they talked about all the Sega games that were uh, Zelda clones, basically, where they were Mm -hmm. trying to capture that Zelda magic. And didn't really quite succeed. I mean, there were some good games in there that that tried to do that. Feels like this one maybe tried to copy Zelda 2 a little too much and and just kinda too easy in some spots, too not hard, but just more aggravating. Like like trying to remember the song thing and having to write that down, just that just seems like more work than anything. Like I don't want to do that. That's not well. If you
1: played this game in '91, you would have had to write the songs down. Yeah, exactly. You know, I had the luxury of just going on Game Facts and finding uh the
0: sequence. Surprised she didn't say it's dangerous to go alone. Take this.
1: (laughs) I was looking for that old man. I'm not going to lie, but I I did not find him. Uh, but a little bit about the story of the game so uh, wonder boy and monster world puts you in control of and i'm probably going to butcher these names so i apologize of Shion and his quest to save monster world from the evil BioMecha. it controls like your standard platform game and is filled with adventure elements such as talking to townsfolk they don't have much to say uh collecting money to buy items extending your life bar by collecting hearts sound familiar
0: Mm.
1: and and equipping a large variety of armor weapons and magic Uh, you travel through many interconnected regions of monster world and that's the thing too is you know how agalos was basically like one giant connected world they had little sections of it but it was really one big map Mm -hmm. this is the same way okay um yeah you collect increasingly powerful items such as swords spears shields suits of armor and boots (laughs) Um, the only way you can save your game, and thankfully, it did not have a password system. Ooh. But you have to, but you have to go to an inn where you rest up and refill your health, and that's where you mm-hmm. have to save your game.
0: Eh, it's better than nothing. Yeah, I mean, uh, Joey a lot says of... in the chat room, is there a guy named Error in this? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Unfortunately, no. That, I I feel like I would have gotten more enjoyment had. Had to have found a guy that said hi. <laughs> My name I is am error. error. I, what what's what's a good synonym for error? Um I am fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that had happened, I would have just turned the game off like, okay. I am mistake. You guys aren't even trying. <laughs> I am I am mistake. Uh, that's awesome. Um, so you do get um a rotating list of or a rotating panel of sidekicks depending on what region you're in. So you get um, so in your the first area when you're in near um, I think it's called Alcido, which is like the fairy village. You get a fairy named Priscilla, who will occasionally help uh, give you hearts if your um, health is getting low. Um, you get Hota, who is a dwarf. He was really cool because he can break through stuff. Nice. Um, you have uh, Shabo, who is basically like a, a miniature version of the Grim Reaper, and then you get Rado, who is. Uh the grandson of the elder dragon. So your final accomplice is a dragon. Nice. And, that, and that's really cool. So there aren't a, a ton of bad. Well, I'll say there aren't all bad elements to the game, but I don't know. Like I, I kept playing through it for the sake of reviewing it, but I didn't find myself really enjoying it all that much. Like yeah. it just made me want to go play a Zelda game or, or Agalos.
0: Yeah, I would say, I mean, I'd love to give this a try, but I, honestly, I would just rather go play Agalos. Because it just did everything so much better. That, plus you have, you know, 30 years of uh, modern gaming <laughs> to get to the yep. point where Agalos is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, as far as the reception, um, Electronic Gaming Monthly gave it, uh, or gave the Turbo Duo version, a seven point two out of ten, praising the music, graphics, and vast size of the game. Game Pro were less impressed, remarking the characters, or remarking that the characters have that doe eyed look reminiscent of the best <laughs> motel art. And that fi- figuring out hey. how to use some of the items is difficult. Uh, I can back that up. Hmm. Uh, it did praise the game's emphasis on action over dialogue and travel, but concluded still, it appears that designers didn't work too hard to inject much freshness, like a more intriguing storyline or more realistic graphics. Uh, and let's see. Yeah, Ever- Game rankings gave it um, the Mega Drive version of 77. So, I mean, that's, that's not terrible.
0: Um, yeah, I think as it said far there as was a turbografx sixteen version of the game as well. I know, f- mm-hmm. I know, yep, I, know there, I read that somewhere, but I don't remember where yep, I saw it. There
1: is, um, yeah, Turbo Duo came out in ninety four, and then Mega Drive slash Genesis came out in came out in Japan in ninety one, North America February ninety two, and came out in Europe for the Master System in
0: ninety three. Ah, okay. So, That's not confusing at all.
1: <laughs> no, not not in the slightest. Um, I would say if you're curious about it, if you like these types of games, I'd be willing to give it a shot. But if you're like a casual player of platformers, I think you're good with just passing on this one. And I was disappointed because like, I liked the look of it because I really liked Agalos. I like these types of games. Yeah. But it, it didn't really do anything to stand out over other games like it. So I think that was the most disappointing part to me. And I, I think on a scale of 1 to 10, I won't say it's completely horrible, but I, I'd give it probably a 5.5. A so like yeah. average maybe is a little bit above because I like the music. I like the look of it. The, the characters are cool, but that's really about it.
0: Well, I mean, you know that it just sounds like it's kind of a middle of the road type of game. It's not great. It's not bad. It's just kind of there. If you want to play it, yeah. But and that's <laughs> that's pretty much it. Rampage is in the chat room singing Wonder Boy from Tenacious D. <laughs> <laughs> that would make the game way better if there was an eight-bit version of Wonder Boy for the soundtrack. Oh, I would have geeked out
1: if that had happened. <laughs>
0: But that's just weird. this game is Wonder Boy Five, but Monster World three. that's like combining two different games, but different numbers of games.
1: I think that's worse than Final Fantasy.
0: yeah, I would at least say Final so. Fantasy
1: sticks to one number for yeah. the most part. <laughs> they just until throw- you get to the sequels and then you have like Final <laughs> Fantasy X two:
0: yeah, they keep their numbers, but they're all just whatever number they feel like throwing on the game at the time yep. This is 16, even though we just put out four.
1: This is Wonder Boy 6. Yeah. (laughs) Monster World 25.
0: Nice. Uh, Next week for, we're not doing a review next week. We're going to be doing another top five list. And next week is going to be one that we've been talking about for a long time. We're going to do top five controllers. Your top five favorite controllers of all time i can't wait to do this list
1: i've been looking forward to this for a while because i i love a good controller
0: I, I my two favorite controllers are gonna have to battle it out for number one but i don't i don't know there might be a dark horse winner in there
1: i mean i know my number one i probably know my number two i just have to figure out three through five
0: yeah so we'll see uh, I'll, so I, make, make your list I can't and wait give them, oh what were you saying
1: I was going to say I can't wait till we talk about the Duke because I know oh, we have opposing views on that.
0: The Duke is on there. I love the Duke. The can. Me and Wally called it the canned ham. Is what because it, it felt like you were holding a canned ham.
1: See, I didn't like the Duke just because, like, it made me feel even more secure about the size <laughs> of my small baby hands.
0: Yeah, but I have big man hands. Like everybody made. Uh, uh, I used to be able to grab a bunch of stuff at the same time when I was at work, and, and, and I would wonder why nobody else could grab the same stuff, and they're just like, because none of us can palm a basketball. That's why. Well, look
1: at the size of this cup compared to my hands. Like, the yeah. cup looks huge. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, go to our Discord. We have a top five um, section in there. You can put your top five lists in there. You can email them to us. You can uh, message them to us. Um, however you want to do it. Just get, get your list to us. You have seven, we have till next Sunday, to get those lists in. And right now, I'm going to be giving away this lovely VHS copy of Street Fighter. It's time. It is time. We got a lot of entries for it, and I have them all written on these little pieces of paper here, and I'm going to put them in the Boba Fett helmet. Nice. Put the Boba Fett helmet there, and I'm going to mix them up real good. (sighs) Mix them up real good there. All right, let's see. Who do we have? We have... Owen Terra Man! Yay! Nice! Congratulations! And uh, I was looking at this name. He did a uh, review, uh, I think, right before Christmas. And I was wondering, like, did he mean to put Pantera Man but hit the O instead of the P? I wasn't sure. But uh, (laughs) but Owen Terra Man, you are the official winner of the Street Fighter VHS. So just uh, just email me your information, nerdcaveretro retro at gmail.com, and I will drop that in the mail to you ASAP. And congratulations on winning this lovely, lovely VHS copy of Street Fighter, the movie. And if you want to, when you get it, you can go back and listen to our uh, our commentary for it. That we did. And go find
1: you a good smoking jacket that you yeah. can wear while you watch the B- VHS and listen to the commentary Dude, track. I
0: am literally still on the hunt for a smoking jacket. I, l- I look for one at every thrift store I go to, I'm gonna find one one of these oh, days.
1: If I had the bison smoking jacket for the premiere, that'd be sick.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, that'd be awesome, come out in the smoking oh. jacket. <laughs>
1: yeah, with the hat and everything. <laughs>
0: Um, that'd be awesome. You'd be the only,
1: you'd be the only one that would get it.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that brings us to the end of the episode. Huge congratulations to Owen Terra Man uh, for winning the VHS. And uh, like I said, next week is our top five controller list. Go send us your lists as soon as possible. You have till next Sunday, and uh, we will read them on the next episode. And uh, Derek, what is going on with the uh, Derek Diamond experience?
1: So this week, we wrapped our three-part discussion on the making of the feature. Uh, we have a, an interview with three of the six cast members, uh, Rob Eubanks, Leah Christine Johnson, and Thomas Carter Rochester. They come on the show uh, to talk about their time making the film. Our mutual friend Jeremy Branch is mm-hmm. once again a uh, guest host, and he'll also be uh, MCing the premiere on Saturday, which will be a awesome. lot of fun. So. Um, yeah, the the episodes out now on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcast. So go check that out. You can follow uh, just go to linktree.com slash D diamond podcast, uh, where you can find uh, where to subscribe to the show, uh, YouTube, social media, all that stuff. And then if you want tickets to the premiere of the feature, which is this Saturday, facebook.com slash the feature. Find the event page, and I, I actually I'll probably pin this to the top of the page so everyone will be able to easily find it. But just go to facebook.com/slash/the-feature-movie to find the link to buy tickets. Uh, doors will open at six. We'll get things started around six thirty. We'll be showing um, a documentary about uh, the making of uh, a feature film called The Nightlings, which was shot here in Pensacola. And then after that, we'll do the premiere of the feature. And we'll have a nice Q&A afterwards, so it'll be a fun night.
0: So if you want to know how to make movies, this is where you need to be.
1: Yep, you get to watch a documentary about making a movie and then a short film about making a
0: movie. Yeah, but uh, Derek was on the Open Micers podcast last week. We were talking about uh, the feature, and like I said, we, we we learned a lot of things on that episode. So if you're curious, go check out the Open Micers podcast and have yourself a laugh at our expense.
1: Just... Put put the kids to bed. Yeah. Then listen to the put open the kids to bed,
0: podcast. Put <laughs> the kids to bed. Put your smoking jackets on and uh put the lights down low and listen to Open Micers podcast from from last week. With that, Derek Diamond.
1: That's a great suggestion. Yeah. Love it.
0: But uh, So who, but who you
1: guys got on tonight?
0: Uh we have um I forgot. <laughs> we have a uh Australian comedian coming on tonight, and I do not remember his name. Let me look it up real quick. It'll only take one second. Here we go. His name is Are you gonna let me go to the page? Facebook? Thank you. Sometime today? Oh good lord.
1: Was it um it was Monty something?
0: Yeah, Monty Why is it not letting me go to the open micers page? Is Facebook not working or something? Let's see. Um Like it literally will not let me use my shortcut.
1: Monty Franklin
0: Monty Franklin, yeah. yeah, something's going on with Facebook. It's not loading anything.
1: Yeah, my phone's been really weird the last couple of days. like it it runs most social media, okay, but it takes forever to send a simple text message, huh?
0: Yeah, I kept trying to click you know how you on your Facebook page, you have your shortcuts to your other page. I kept clicking mm-hmm. on it and wasn't doing anything. Weird. Get on it, Facebook, What are you doing over there? Get Zuckerberg out of the office and fix some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but thank you for hanging out with us, everybody. Get us your top five lists, and that's going to do it for this week. Anything else before we got to go? I think we're good. Oh, before we go, I just want to say, go listen to the Dead Game Pod as well with uh, our good friends Wally Phelps and uh, and I am the Rampage over there. Rampage! Mr., Mr., Mr. Carlos Longoria himself. Go listen to that episode. It's a fun just, show. Yeah, it's I like a really it. good show. Uh, they're on episode four, and while I already forgot what number they were on, and it's only episode four, <laughs> I started laughing at the beginning of that episode. I'm like, you're on four. Ep- How do you not remember you're on episode four? Even fact checkers have their Achilles heels. <laughs> we're on 307, and I can still remember what episode we're on. Sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's me digging at Wally for for this week. But thank you, everybody, for watching. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at NerdCaveRetro at gmail.com. Go to our website, NerdCaveRetro.com. That will take you to our link tree, which takes you everywhere. Our Facebook, our Twitter, our merch shop, which you can go to ncrmerch.com. You can get T-shirts, bags, coffee mugs, stickers, everything you need at ncrmerch.com. Com. Go to patreon.com slash retro and give us a buck a month. A buck a month will get you access to e- extra episodes and all that good stuff. And go to brezcoffeeco.com use the code NCR at checkout for 10% off your order. And I think we just officially got our own bag of coffee today, so we'll figure that out and get it on sale. Leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. So Derek, please tell them what it's all about.
1: May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce.
0: I am Error. I am Mistake. <laughs> I am Mistake. Ah, oh, a fellow Chucker, eh? Yeah.